Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. We're recording so early. I love it so much. Yeah, I feel like I can hear my dog like licking himself <laughs> really <laughs> close to where I'm sitting and Sexy. it's really loud. So if you can hear that, I'm sorry. But yeah, we're recording early. Um, yeah, I think the early the earlier it is, the more energy i have and the more iq points i have and then slowly they start to dwindle as the day progresses throughout the day yeah interesting um well what's going on i feel like i there's nothing interesting in my life going on this week no i have nothing interesting happening and oh um my favorite restaurant Restaurant in Los Alamos, one that I talked about two weeks ago or three weeks ago on the pod, um, got a Michelin star this week, which was very exciting. Whoa. Bells, which I was very into. Um, Michelin is back in LA and everybody's living for it. I, Does anyone care about Michelin stars anymore? Well, I guess I do because I just started talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like there was a big, like, I definitely do. Like, if a place has a Michelin star, like, I definitely trust the Michelin guide. Like, I've never had, like, I've never been to a Michelin star place and been like, this sucks. Yeah, I guess I, I mean, it, it seems sort of stupid because it's, like, literally a tire company with, like, uh, anonymous people going to the restaurants. But, I mean, it's as good as, yeah, I trust it as much as I trust anything else, I guess. I trust it more than like Yelp or like, what oh, do you mean sure. else? like, what do you mean? Anything else? Like Bon Appetit or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bon Appetit or the, you know, the LA times, the New York times or whatever, like the, the real critics are. I trust it, I guess, as much as that, but definitely more than yeah Yelp or those type of things. Yeah. Like, 
I guess I still have that thing where like if something has a mission for I'm like oh this is special like I definitely still like means that to me and I know that it's a tire company but um that doesn't take away from it to me that it's a tire company that sponsors it I mean they've been doing it for a long time and it seems like within the restaurant community like people still care about that stuff I think it's like uh, a career goal for a lot of people. So yeah. it always, it does seem to me, and this is just sort of anecdotally that like they really will give more stars or like make things more restaurants, more acclaimed if they're like French or Japanese, like those, whereas other, I don't know. I feel like it's really hard to get a Michelin star if you're not either French or Japanese or like new American. Um, I get, I like in America. Yeah. New American. I guess so. Yeah, probably. That might be true. Those probably are my favorite types of food. So I maybe don't care. (laughs) Maybe I like don't notice. Like I definitely always want to like go to like a French place. Yeah. (laughs) Or like a place that's like French themed or like what is like kind of subtly like it's kind of French. But not really. The sushi, the sushi restaurant in Atwater just got a Michelin star. Yeah. And then, um, one in the row, um, Japanese place just got two. So that's exciting. Two. Wow. And I don't think LA has any three stars. No, I think it has two, two stars and that's it. There's that one. And, um, Melise, I think in Santa Monica, which I've never been to. That's like French seafood or something something and then but three michelin stars is extreme is pretty rare yeah that's like the top rating i think there's some in the bay area I, and some like the in french York. laundry i think has three yeah. um but i'm not sure i'm i don't know that's well that's the only like three star three michelin star plays i think i've ever been to uh, and it was like above. It was like not like any other experience I've ever had in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. The be- um, the only I've tried to. I guess I've been to a couple, but I, when I went to Per Se, whenever that was, fifteen years ago, that was yeah. But at that point, definitely like by far the best, fanciest restaurant experience I'd ever had. Yeah, and that's a three star. It was. I think they got one taken away or something. Um. But back then it was. Um, Goop Kitchen, unfortunately, came away starless. <laughs> Overlooked. Not even a bib gourmand for Goop Kitchen. Um, not even a not even a bib gourmand. Which I mean, really, they fucked up with that one. Although, um, you know, everybody was like a little bit pissed because Michelin decided that like they weren't gonna do LA anymore because like they were too good for LA. And then they came crawling back like the little tire selling pigs that they are and like scattered their little stars all over our town and everybody got excited. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I I guess that's why people are kind of like, Oh, whatever. Because it's like, if you're going to be like that fucking condescending and then be like, Oh, we're back. It's like, you don't really have, you don't really hold it in the same like esteem as you did um as like or like I don't hold it in the same esteem as I as I did if like they as I would if they had never done that yeah why do you think that they do you think they just really didn't I mean obviously there's like 
quality restaurants in LA. So were they, was it just like a money thing? They didn't think they were getting like bang for their buck doing it. I think it was, well, they, they stopped coming to LA and Las Vegas. And I think it was just kind of general snobbery. Like LA isn't um, like, I think they just didn't consider LA to be like a, like a sophisticated traveling town. Fine I think dining. they just like don't like the culture of LA or like they thought they didn't like the culture of LA or, or something. And then just, I, I really don't know. I, yeah. I thought it was just like a, you know, a lot of people don't like LA. What? Um, never heard that before growing up in San Francisco. I've, I've literally never understood why. And yet again, my favorite thing about it is that like people all over the country get so triggered when you say you're from LA, which I just know because I've been in a lot of places and they will go insane about how much they hate LA. And no one in LA gives a shit about any other place. Like no one in LA is ever like, oh, I hate that city you're from or like everyone from there is like this like you never hear it here yeah which is just so delightful yeah i do think la uh has the healthiest relationship to their own like the people in la have the healthiest relationship to their own city out of any of the cities i've lived I think, yeah, like the only other city I've ever lived is in Chicago, except for like New York, which doesn't count because I was like a baby. But like the obsession people have, like the civic pride that people have. And like, I just, it's just too much. It's like, you just live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just live here. Well, and like, I feel like people in LA, and maybe because there's like a fair amount of transplants and like native born people, but everyone sort of has a sense of humor about itself and like, we can say the the shitty things about LA and we don't, we don't get defensive. Like there are shitty things about LA, yeah. but um, the like New York too. It's like, if you, especially if you're a native New Yorker, that's like on your fucking resume or on your like gravestone native New Yorker. It's like, well, there's no, you didn't accomplish anything by being born in a particular place. Yeah. Or like even choosing to, I mean, it's like good if you like it. I mean, it's just like, what do whatever makes you happy. Like who gives a shit? I don't understand the point of being like proud of where you're from or like, and, and I, as I've said before on this podcast, it's like, take your pride in your city and like build it out. And like, what would that say if you were, if you had that level of pride about like the country you were from and like, what kind of person is that? So like, I don't know, just like have a little bit of self-awareness when you're like all fanatical and excited about being from somewhere because it's like mm, I don't know I don't know if it's the healthiest impulse no definitely not definitely not um, um this week I definitely wasn't proud of being from or close to Silver Lake because I went to the Silver Lake Whole Foods for the first time in over a year oh it's become horrible how so? I have not noticed a difference at all. I mean, I haven't been in so long. I think Amazon, I don't know. It, I've, okay, oh, the so, Amazon shit is awful. You're right. Whole Foods is, in my experience, usually like a treat. Like it's very, it's expensive. So like I don't shop there very often. And so when I go there, it's like as much for the experience of like the bright colors and like the crazy products and, you know, everything as it is for it's just entertainment. shopping. It is entertainment. And then so uh i had to go grocery shopping later in the day yesterday which i don't like to do because trader joe's is always really crowded so i was like okay i'll I'll go to the whole foods in silver like formerly 365 now i think they've just discontinued that whole brand so now it's just it was stupid it was stupid but now it's just like it's just like a tiny whole foods without without a butcher without you know the like 
sandwich maker without all the fun stuff that you want in a Whole Foods. There's nowhere to get like a pizza. Well, they have the like, they have the like pre-made pizzas in the middle of the store in like those salad bars. In like the case. Yeah. And they're just sort of like cold. It's like a 7-Eleven pizza at this point. Yeah. But there's no like, I'm talking chef. No, 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 no (laughs) chef. No pizza chef. Absolutely. Um, And so I don't know, like the, the stocks were not, were not, or the shelves were not stocked. Um, it was just sort of like grimy. I don't, there was nothing like terrible, but it was just like, it it just was like a depressing grocery store experience. And then when I was getting rung up, it was like way more expensive than it would have been at Trader. So it was just, the whole thing was like depressing. I was like, why did I, I, why did I go here? There's no reason to go here. It's just like stupid. I got like very few things and it was like a hundred dollars. And so I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just can't. I mean, I go there. I do like it, but. um, And all their wines are gross. It's like supermarket wine. I don't know. Their wines are bad. It just, yeah. It seemed like the same wines that I would have saw at, you know, Vons or something like. Because I was gonna make an extra special trip to go to Silver Lake Wine, which is very close to the like, Whole Foods. Very across the street. And but I was like, oh, I'll just get wine here. It's not that big. And then I was like, Ugh, I just got one bottle of it's called bread and butter Chardonnay. Huh. I mean, you know, I like any type of Chardonnay with uh, the word butter in the name. I do too. That's what. That's why I got it. <laughs> but um, my if I'm at the supermarket, I don't know if they have these at Whole Foods. But if I'm at the supermarket and I have to get a wine i'll get jaylor or there's another one that i like there are two supermarket wines that i think are pretty good jaylor and then the other one is oh shit I'll, it'll come to me yeah. as we record this and i'll scream it <sighs> but i don't know i think now i'm just gonna stick to trader joe's and then if i want a crazy fun expensive experience every once in a while i'll just go to erewhon and i don't I mean, need to erewhon is Erewhon is what Trader, what Whole Foods wishes was. I do think that the Amazon of it is like really creepy. I hate it. I hate that like when you go and you pay with your credit card, they're like, we know you who you are. And like, yeah. like, it's just too much. It's like, I don't want this Amazon shit everywhere. Like, does anybody, like nobody likes Amazon. They should have the, just like the, the self-awareness to just at least try to hide that part. I, but I think like the average person loves Amazon. Like the average person who doesn't think about things, they think Amazon is the biggest godsend. They can get their, you know, toilet paper delivered right to their door. I don't think that Amazon has as much of a like PR problem as we think it does. You know, the way you just said that made me really self-aware because the fact is I'm like, I don't love Amazon, but like, is Amazon a godsend to me? kind of like I know this is probably like a very this is not something people say but it's like I definitely can't imagine how I would have gotten through the pandemic without Amazon and like I still use it all the fucking time even though I know it's like an evil company yeah I was I mean I was using it a lot during the pandemic since then I've tried to use it as little as possible. Um, but I still go to Whole Foods. I mean, I did go to Whole Foods and I didn't like cancel my prime subscription. So I'm uh, like, I 
you know, I'm on no moral high ground here. No. Um, are you watching anything on Prime right now? Um, no. I mean, I watched the Lula, the Lula Rowe documentary. I watched the Morgellons documentary. <laughs> and then, I mean, I watch Bosch. I don't think I watch any other Amazon show. Um, yeah, I watch Lula Rowe and I watch Morgellons. That's it. So that's worth the $129 a year. <laughs> Wait, it's $129 a year? Yeah. I thought it was like 100 I thought it was 100 No, they they raised everything. They raised that price. They raised, because it used to be um, if you got food delivered from Whole Foods through Amazon, it was like, wasn't like five, a $5 or like, free, it was like free or something. It was, it was like a very small delivery or delivery fee. And now um, it's, I have now no it's, idea. Now it's $10. Oh, that's a lot. Um. Oh, and the other Amazon news is they opened a giant Amazon warehouse like down the block from my house. Wow. So you can go whenever you want. Well, I don't think it's open to the public. Oh, it's not like, oh, right. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I could try. I could like climb over the fence. I mean, I'm sure they would just like immediately hire you. (laughs) You I mean, that's true. I guess I always... I always have a job at the Amazon if I need it. At the old Amazon store. Um, but it looks like it's so scary. It looks like like Willy Wonka's factory, you know, when it's like dark and cl- like there's a fence and then there's like a separate, you know, there's a separate entrance for, I think it says well, employees, but they have like a euphemism for employees. It's just like really creepy. And then, yeah, I hate that when you work in a place like when I used to work at Starbucks when I was like 19, it was called like partners. Oh, yeah. Which was so condescending because they were like, because you can have t- uh, stock options, but like, oh my God. spoiler alert, you didn't. Like, Part- it was all yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't call it partners unless it's a true like co-op. Yeah, no, I think that's like what they wanted you to think. God. What? Oh. I said Starbucks was the worst job I've ever had in my life and I've had some pretty bad jobs. Yeah. Um, I really, that was such a wake up call. Cause I was like one of my first jobs after the silent movie theater, which like I knew was crazy. But when I started working there, I was like, Oh, like Starbucks says you get health insurance and you get these benefits and that's how it works. And they just do what they say. And then I was like, how is this possible that this company is promising me I'm going to get health insurance, stock options and whatever wage but those are only for full-time employees and yet they're they're scheduling me to work like 38 hours a week oh my so God. I, I am like a full-time employee but i don't get any of the benefits and it's because that's how they run their fucking company like that's what they do to everybody and um i ended up quitting because the hours and because i didn't have a car and i had to like take a bus for like two hours just to get to the one that i worked at and yeah Ugh. And then they, at least in California, I think they changed the laws. So you have to get benefits at 29 hours, but now every job that you get is like part-time less than 29 hours. So they didn't really solve anything. Yeah. I mean, the, they will find a way to screw their employees. Yeah. Which is why it's so fucked up that any health insurance is linked to your employment, but. Well, it's just like, I mean, I just don't understand, like, what they expect people to do. Like, these companies are like, well, if you don't like it, just, like, get a better job or, like, get a job. And then people get a job. And then the job 
the job, what's it called, creators or whatever, like, don't live up to their end of the bargain, the bargain, because they need to, like, bring in more profit for themselves, and they, like, justify it somehow, the only justification is, like, we want more money, that's the justification, Yeah. and everyone acts like that's totally fine and reasonable, it's, like, what is happening, what, this country is insane. It is. Um, yeah, we can't even get a, I have not been paying attention, but apparently there's some infrastructure bill that people are mad about. Oh, I don't know. About I don't know. If it's about infrastructure. I keep, you know, I keep like downloading the NPR, like little pocket news podcast. that's like 10 minutes in the morning and like try to make myself listen to it just to keep informed. And I can't even bring myself to listen to 10 don't minutes of NPR. That. Um, I feel like this is the first time in my adult life that I have actively not read the news and like been a complete uninformed person and honestly I've never been happier I just don't care anymore like everything is I mean what am I gonna do it's like I can't what if they have another call to action for me I'm not doing it I'm not making actually I did I did one thing they had they called me at my house and they were like you need to tell Mitch O'Farrell who's like our city councilman or whatever like to vote no on this measure for like letting Airbnb turn everything into a Airbnb or whatever, like letting, uh, letting landlords just like do whatever they want with Airbnb. And I was like, okay. And they were like, we'll patch you through and you just like leave a voicemail and just say like mm-hmm. vote. Until someone that makes it that easy for me again, I'm done. I'm tired of having any type of like civic responsibility. I don't want to do it. Don't cancel me, please. Uh, no, I get it. I just, you get burned out when you like try to like be a part of everything because everything is just so frustrating and annoying and like so little actually happens. Yeah. I have so much respect for people that can stay active and, and not give up because it's really hard and yeah, I can't do it, but no. Uh, all right. Well, should we move on to the big, the big news, the big bombshell article yeah let's talk about it because this was a weird i i okay you you do it because this i i wasn't sure what i was looking at here well yeah so uh we got a tip from one of our listeners thank you thank you thank you and um there was a business insider investigative piece that came out a few days ago uh called Inside Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, an exec exodus, complaints of low salaries and pandemic burnout. And it was just from like kind of an, like, what was this? What was this? Business Business Insider. But so Business Insider has like a paywall. Um, so you can't actually read Business Insider. So I oh. what I sent you was just like a some illegal dupe company. But it's a it's real. It's a real article. It's from Business Insider. Okay. Um, but yeah, the so most of you probably haven't read it unless you have a business insider subscription or you found this weird link. And so, I mean, a bombshell is probably a little too strong of a word. It seemed, I do think, and the listener who sent this to us also made the observation that possibly our podcast talking about Elise's departure last week um, was the impetus for this, this journalist to do some, do some investigative journalism. Do some digging, yeah. Because so they talk about uh, it says some former Goop employees say they felt underpaid and burnt out, 
Less than three years ago, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop was the it girl of celebrity brands um, and raised a bunch of money, blah, blah, blah. But then in the last 18 months, a bunch of high level people have left more, more than even the average company during the pandemic. So they list, um, you know, Elise left, uh, the chief technology officer, Juan Paul Ramirez left, um, the let's see, general counsel left, the editor-in-chief left. It was like a bunch of people left. And I mean, the two main points, I guess, were Goop employees, according to these former employees, make about 40% less than the equivalent positions at similar companies. And then also uh, Gwyneth, as a boss, will have like her, her favorite employees and then suddenly turn on them and so people just didn't feel like secure in their jobs, I guess. Yeah. And like her, just like her being Gwyneth Paltrow, like her ideas kind of like overshadowed everybody's and it was like hard for anybody to, yeah. it was just, which I, I mean, that part I, I was like, well, yeah, like that was sort of expected. Right. Yeah. I think any sort of celebrity who's like the face of their own brand, it's going to have that issue. Like even if, technically her voice should be equal with you know the editor-in-chief or the coo or whatever like she's she's just intrinsically gonna be the last word on everything right um, um so yeah there was no like there was no you know like nothing, smoking gun no, no bombshell but it was just sort of like there's just been some like i guess discontent with like upper management at goop which yeah isn't surprising i mean i'm actually kind of surprised there hasn't been something else because i do think that elise left like with a lot of bad blood and i guess i would have just thought elise would have tried to fuck her more well i mean she started a podcast that's exactly like the goop podcast but i think in i think these people are still they don't, they don't want to say anything on the record and they don't want to be too vocal about their complaints because they still have, even if they don't work at Goop, they're like working in that industry. And it's just like, if there's nothing really egregious, it's better to like not burn a bridge. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I feel like if their main complaints are just like, it was hard to get along with Gwyneth Paltrow and they weren't getting paid enough. Um, I mean, I think that's interesting and like, I want to hear about it, but it's not, it's not the kind of thing that's going to like tank her company or like, it's not, she's not going to like cancel or something. Oh no, no, no. But it is interesting. I think because I like all the time that we've been doing this podcast, I feel like there's been very little of this type of stuff in the media. Like everyone is extremely tight lipped around goop. And so it is interesting that like now there, even if this is, you know, anonymous, like off the record or whatever, um, there are some rumblings. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of years where like, you know, there have just been so many like whistleblower stories and like the real story and like whatever company, like, I just, I feel like things have never, maybe I'm wrong, but it just sort of feels like things have never been like safer for people who want to like, expose a powerful person or like they've never had more of a social safety net so I would have expected that if there was like a Gwyneth Paltrow thing that it would have come out but who knows 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think these power, powerful people are still powerful people, especially like someone like Gwyneth, who has had, you know, a personal relationship with like media people for 30 years or whatever. But yeah, if there was something really horrible happening, uh, you would think that it would have well, been exposed. There are so many people who hate Gwyneth Paltrow and who are like, want to see her, like who would just like love a story about how she's actually like really fucked up person or something. Yeah, she's a perfect target for this type of thing. And I mean, there are critical, there are, the media is like very critical of her. Yes. Um, but also my theory about this stuff is like, the people who are like brought down by some news story, or whatever, are like usually people who are like weak or like already showing cracks and like basically have stopped like generating the amount of money that they were before. Like, I think that w- when people lose power, it's because they're, they're like already like losing power in a natural way. Mm-hmm. Like when Harvey Weinstein, like I mean, not to make the comparison with like her and like the person who abused her, but like, like he's like the most famous like version of that and like he was already like losing power and that's why he was able to be like brought down the way that he was. It's not like he was like at the very top of his game. And like, that sort of happens with like all these people. It's like, they're kind it's like, cause this shit still goes on, but if the person is making money, then nothing happens to them. Yeah. So, I mean, perhaps if, uh, cause it seems like Goop's finances, you know, well, not in like dire straits, they're definitely not doing as well as they were a couple of years ago. So uh, maybe, the same thing will happen. People will just Maybe. start jumping ship. Maybe so. But also like my other problem is like if Elise isn't there anymore, I just like I can't see that as anything other than a good thing. So it's like I just don't I'm like, well, I don't care if she felt bad. Like she should have felt bad and she shouldn't have been paid anything and I hate her. I know. I can't imagine that Elise was really adding anything to the company and like No. Say what you will about Gwyneth, but I do feel like she might she has like a good judge of character or like has a good sense of like who's who's in and who's out oh yeah it's just sort of like whatever she likes uh, i will i personally sure. will watch it but it was interesting to read about the the chief financial uh, or chief technology officer because he like we've noticed even doing this podcast that like they've been really upping their game as far as um like technology, the website, like the shipping has been, I mean, I don't know if he has to do with the shipping, but like, it's been a much more seamless experience the last couple of years buying stuff off of Goop. Uh, Whoever's do, in charge of the shipping has really been doing a great job. I've got to give yeah, my warehouse, compliments to the shipping person. Warehouse foreman. Yeah, because it's really doing well. It's, really I mean, it. it's great. It's It's like almost as good as Amazon Prime. It's amazing. It's the new Amazon Prime. Totally. She should buy Whole Foods. She should. Gwyneth Paltrow's Whole Foods. I mean, she should, yeah. Ugh. I mean, wouldn't that be the dream? I want Goop Kitchen to be, like, a supermarket. I want it to be a supermarket and, like, an apartment complex, a mall, a salon, um, where a gym, what else? A, that's it. So and, you like, want... A subway system, a public transportation <laughs> system. So, so you want Goop to, like, rival it, like you want Gwyneth to be the new Rick Caruso who started the yes, Grove in the I Americana. would love nothing more and I could live there oh uh, yeah I mean but more branded more yeah. branded and like and like if you live there you can't leave like there's a 
there's a literal a prison. A prison, yes. Yeah, a voluntary I prison. A, I want to be in a prison of Gwyneth Paltrow's making, and I want it to be like a nice prison, kind of like the cruise ship. This is kind of getting into the, the yeah. getting into my list now. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, well, before before we start the newsletters, let's just briefly talk about Jen Gunter's appearance in the Daily Mail. Oh yeah, I sent you this. You this did. One that I actually found. Um, yeah. So what was she talking about? Jen Gunter. Oh, right. So Jen had like a troll on Instagram or something. And it was, sorry, I totally was not. So, so she, so Jen's new hobby horse. And like, again, she is 90% of the time in the right She's more than, I mean, like almost a hundred percent of the time. But so, I she's mean, ta- yeah. so she's, she's sort of um, talking a lot about recently how the, uh, the vaccine does not affect a woman's fertility, the COVID vaccine. Cause I guess there's a lot of like misinformation about um, if you get the COVID vaccine, you could have trouble getting pregnant. You could have trouble staying pregnant. If you are pregnant, like a, a lot of, uh, uncorroborated evidence or whatever. Yeah. So Jen, and I don't know where this comes from. This fear that like the vaccine is going to affect your fertility. Like I don't know why you would think that. Like there's no, I don't know. But I mean, who knows where any of it comes from? It's like, who knows? It, but it's out there. And anyway, yeah. So so she, in her own Jen Gunter way, is like screaming into the void and like writing these whatever blog posts. She's she has a Substack, and so you know she's. Uh, gathering the evidence of saying like uh, listing every ingredient in the vaccine and being like, this doesn't affect fertility. This doesn't affect fertility. This doesn't affect fertility. Can I just say something quickly? Since we love evidence so much here, Jen, is there any evidence that like condescendingly fighting with people on the internet changes anyone's mind? Because I don't think it does. I think that all it does is like sell, get up your book sales to people who already agree with you. I think that's what is happening here. I don't think anybody's like, oh, I was afraid of the vaccine, but then Jen Gunther yeah. changed my mind. That's that's what's so crazy. It's like you're not changing anyone's mind. You're and I hate to like tone police a woman, but like Do you? I mean, I <laughs> I mean I hate I hate to be thought of as someone you who likes to, to tone police. You a hate woman. that people are aware of what's yeah. <laughs> But like I'm sorry if I'm gonna tone police any woman. It's Jen Gunter, because your tone is fucking annoying. Yeah, it's just like so condescending and like it's so and I mean, I just think doctors in general have a problem with arrogance. Like it's just it, it's just a it's part of being a doctor because they're, you know, they I guess they're the experts. Um but they're like, how come people don't trust us? How come people fall through the cracks? How come people don't want to go to the doctor? And it's like because you're fucking assholes and you treat people like idiots and um don't listen to them and don't seem to care that there are reasons beyond your rigid way of thinking that people might not understand what you're talking about or or see your point or even be interested in hearing it and like i'm sorry but like if communication means absolutely nothing and the only thing that matters is like your expert opinion you're going to be screaming into the void banging your head against the wall a lot of the time because you that's not how you communicate so yeah like, and you they're not experts in fucking everything they don't know how to talk to people sometimes. no not all of them and if you're gonna be a, a a public internet doctor like jen gunter you're gonna have to expect some blowback 
And you sort of like need to, at some point, just ignore, ignore, like these are DMs and the DMs that are posted to, and then also like she, she called the daily mail on her own. Like no one is, I don't think her. So, yeah. So let's just go back to, to what happened. So she was talking about the fucking vaccine doesn't cause uh, infertility, which she's right. And she gets a DM on Instagram that yeah. says, you should be ashamed to be a doctor. <laughs> maybe work on your bedside manner, which is pretty much what I just said. Exactly. And it's like, it's, that's not a nice comment, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to kill you and your family. Like, it's just a comment that a normal person would just ignore. Yeah. And then she said, this is not my office and I am not your doctor. I suggest you invest in a something. And then said, don't tone police me and fuck you. All right. Great. And then the woman, the, the, said if I find your office I'm reporting you to the board about how toxic immature and threatening you are have a nice day you shouldn't be practicing medicine maybe you should go back to school and relearn bedside manner yes. I feel like this is like what we just said. I know like and did how, we do this is this and us? I know it's like this was us okay and how to talk to people since you have a stick up your ass obviously <laughs> and then Jen said something back and then, and yeah, then Jen says you are the one threatening me and I guess she's threatening her to take it to the board or whatever. Which but is not- like, I'm sorry, but like, that's not a threat. Like that's something that's like a to- perfectly legal and reasonable yeah. action that anyone can take. I mean, like maybe it would be like um, excessive, but like all that would happen if this random internet troll reported her to the board, which please know that I'm doing air quotes. Cause it's like, which board, whatever, like what board are we talking about here? Like, if anyone like reported her, then like nothing would happen because she didn't do anything wrong. So like that would be the extent of it. So it's not really a, I mean, what's the threat there? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, are, like if she still work, if she still like works at a hospital, which I don't even think she does, obviously her, the people that she works for are aware that she's like a public person and are aware of her personality quirks so and like i actually do think it's kind of a conflict of interest for a doctor who's practicing in a hospital to have this other major source of income which is like selling these like pop medicine books like yeah i don't think they should be doing that i don't think any doctor needs to be writing books and going on tv and trying to do all this shit and if they do they need to like leave the hospital and not actually be practicing anymore because they have an they have like a vested interest in like promoting their maybe maybe not i mean jen gunter isn't like a stephen gundry type of person but a lot of them have these like theories that like aren't established they're like not established medicine and like they have um like impetus to make those things work with their actual patients to like promote their worldview and their book sales so like I don't think it's a good idea for any doctor to be practicing medicine and writing books and going on Twitter and all that. No, shit. it's not. Will Cole shouldn't do it, and Jen Gunter shouldn't do it. Right, except for Jen Gunter is more of a doctor than Will Cole. Yeah. Um, um, but so like so these whatever quote unquote threats or like nasty DMs, they're so in the in the big scheme of thing, they're so mild and like not even that big of a deal. And all she would I, have to do is ignore them everyone who like we've gotten like nasty dms like everyone who has like any platform at all will get nasty dms like that is just part of it someone will think i'm gonna talk shit to this person because whatever they did pissed me off who cares it does not fucking matter like 
and especially the internet talking about the vaccine like people are going to comment on it yeah this is she courts controversy she wants controversy because that's how she gets attention we're talking about her right now because of it yeah yeah so it's like and so not only is she getting into she's like uh accelerating these fights and making them worse than they would be then she's she's calling the daily mail which is so yeah instead of like a normal person would just like if they were going to respond to it all, they would make an Instagram story like, look at these harassing DMs and then like, be like, I'm being victimized or whatever, which you're not. So make it about you, make yourself the victim and then be like, oh my God, I'm like scared. I'm getting threatened, blah, blah, blah. And they would like do an Instagram thing. This woman takes it a step forward, a step further and calls an actual newspaper. I mean, this isn't news. This is like, I mean, obviously it's the Daily Mail, whatever, but like, that this person is like, this needs to be a news story. Like this needs to be, this needs an even bigger platform. But I got these extremely mild DMs from somebody who was like, I mean, I can't believe they even wrote this. No, I know. That I was, first of all, it's like, how many newspapers do you think she tried to contact and like tried to get a story put in there before she got to the Daily Mail? Because I like, know- the New York Times. Yes, because Jen Gunter is such like a, you know, like MSNBC libtard. She's not going to start with the Daily Mail. She's going to start with the New York Times. Um, then, you know, San Francisco Chronicle because she's in the Bay Area. Then maybe she'll try like Vanity Fair, um, maybe the New Yorker. And then like number 20, 21, 22 is going to be the Daily Mail, which is really like the bottom of the barrel. And she should be like embarrassed. Yeah. She, I mean, she's not embarrassed. She'll take whatever she can get. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, I needed to get this in a newspaper because I wanted to broaden the, um, the message that it doesn't cause, you know, fertility issues. And it's like, no, you didn't. You wanted your name and your picture to be in the newspaper. And if anything happens to you, you'll make a big deal about it. Yeah, like you said, what there's no, there's no one on this earth that Jen Gunter's social media posts are convincing to get the vaccine if they weren't already getting the vaccine not one person not one person and she doesn't care about that no 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 uh but um guys get your vaccine i saw i got a little notification newsom just ordered all um students to get vaccines under over 12 or whatever i guess yeah good for him Maybe I mean, I'll go full. I'll go full Newsom stand now. I mean, I guess I'm just always surprised that like that stuff wasn't already there. Like, you didn't. The students didn't have to get the vaccine before. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I thought to go to a public school, you already have to get your other vaccines. So I'm so pro vaccine mandates. Like, I oh, think you should have to prove you have to have like the vaccine passport. I'm pro it. I have no problem with it. I don't understand why anyone is like, oh, it's so like draconian and da da da. It's like, I don't know why anybody acts like, oh, there was this unprecedented pandemic. So why would we have to do anything that feels weird or uncomfortable to me? Like, why should I have to do anything that makes me feel weird that I didn't have to do before this happened? Like something changed. Like, yeah, like I get it. Like some, I know it's fucked up. Like something changed. Like okay, like, let's all catch up now. Something changed. So act accordingly. Like, you've had two years to fucking deal with it. And it's, and it's like, 
just you need to just get your fucking vaccine and act like there's a pandemic because there is one. You can't continue to be like, I'm too upset about it to, to be proactive. I agree. I agree. I, uh, you know, I, I love an authoritarian government. Um, so I, I hate these mask mandates. I think they're stupid, but I think the vaccine mandates are great. But I don't even think, see, I love, you know, I'm the libertarian of between us. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I think it's like a personal accountability thing. Like you can get away with a lot. Like you don't have to get it. You don't have to do anything. Like there's no law that says you have to do it, but like you should do it. Yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, there's no actual law saying that you have to, but what is happening is more and more, there will be mandates in different sectors of public life until you really, unless you're going to be a complete shut in, you have no choice, but to get the vaccine, which I, again, I think is good. Um, yeah, there's no government, the government, I, I, that's another thing that like boggles my mind that like, these are mostly I, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just like, just get it. Like it's whatever. People are like, I, I don't know. I think what people think is happening with the vaccine just like blows my mind. They think like the government's experimenting on them and they're going to not be able to have kids. Yeah. They're going to die in two years. They're going to, what do they think is happening? That it I, I don't know. I mean, and I, I love a good conspiracy theory and I believe most of them. Um, but this one is, uh, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe any conspiracy theories. You don't? Nope. So you don't think Bush did 9-11? No. What? Come on. You don't believe um, Avril Lavigne is really a girl named Melissa who took her identity after she died? I've never heard that one before. Oh, that's a good one. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Those are my two favorites. Wait, do you believe both of them? I... No, I don't believe the Melissa one. I wish I did. That was good. And then the Bush did 9-11. I mean, I think it's complicated. I'll just leave it at that. I don't think Bush literally did 9-11, but I think... Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> we can agree on that. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on to the old newsletters. All right, let's do it. What was your best of the week? Okay, my best of the week was the cruise news. I think that this had been, um, I think we sort of talked about this before that like the cruise was coming back, but we got an Instagram story about it. Oh, I didn't even see the Instagram story. And the, and she's back in a big way. And this is why I was so excited to be in like a goop themed prison that like, I can't leave and everything around me is goop. That's why I think I would want to do the cruise. They're heading to sea. We have a poll where we can guess. Where are we going? Let's do it right now, Brian. Mm. Okay. Here's the Instagram story. We're headed to sea with celebrity cruises. Here are a few workshops you can expect to see on board. But first, can you guess where we're going? A, the Caribbean. B, Mexico. C, the Mediterranean. Uh, Mexico? Wrong. Caribbean? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I would have guessed. Mexico as well. I would have guessed Mexico because I think of Goop as like West Coast and I feel like West Coast cruises go to Mexico. But so they're leaving from, they must be leaving from Miami then. If it's Caribbean. Um, Where, what islands? Where are they going? I don't know. This is, I'm just reading you an Instagram story right now. Here's a glimpse into our wellness programming. Spirituality workshop to connect with your intuition. Would you go? 
Of course. A full body beat based workout. Ooh, uh, I, if it's like under an hour, I would go. It has to be under an hour. I don't know. Some of those things are like 90 minutes. A heart chakra session to gain clarity on relationships. I would be there in a second. That's sure. what they need more of. I think Dub needs more like psychic shit about like your husband or whatever. <laughs> don't you think? Uh, yeah, that would be fun. They, I, I, I think in general, they just need more quizzes like, you know, like Cosmo or something. Or just like, where do you think our cruise is going to be? I mean, that was a yeah. fun quiz that we got to do. A workout session to channel elemental movement. Again, uh, 60 minutes or less, I'm in. That sounds enjoyable to me. Anyway, to learn more, go to goop.com. So we're getting more cruise. We just talked about this, but I just feel like we're getting more cruise information and we're getting closer to the cruise. Yeah, I think this might be because they're having trouble selling tickets. I just think cruises are the type of people that would be on a Goop cruise for the most part are also the type of people that are like super paranoid about COVID. I don't know. I just feel like this is. I just think it's not cruise. It's not cruise time yet. No, let's wait. Yeah, wait one in a year. Hopefully it'll be cruise time. I don't think it's cruise time quite yet. But anyway, here are um, workouts. Here are some of the people that are going to be on the cruise. Okay, so first we're going to have. Um, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I'm going to butcher her name. Did Janet Nur. Okay. A spiritual teacher who's going to be cultivating your uh, intuition um, and she's going to be offering two introductory intuition workshops where she'll review what intent intuition is and isn't and steps on how to trust your gut. You'll learn about energy and tools. Ever heard of a grounding cord? Do you know how to pop balloons in your mind? Um, then we're going to have Colette Dong. She's the founder of The Nest a bounce cardio studio in New York city where you sweat bounce. I don't think I can do that because I have vertigo. I've been recently diagnosed with vertigo. So Wait, I don't the, think it's called the nest. The nest. Any SS. Oh, any SS. That sounds, that doesn't sound like a workout to me. That sounds like a, like a, the, the wing or like the, we work like, it sounds like a women's business club. Well, I think that's what it is. Mm. Um, after class, grab an exclusive Goop smoothie at the Spa Cafe on board. And Colette is going to be bringing her dry brush and some vitamin C on the boat with her, just so you know. And also her cocoa floss, her Goop Glow, her Goop Glow exfoliator, um, and a cost, cost port lip full lip gloss. Then we've got Dana Childs, an intuitive energy healer and author. There's a lot of power in being an empath, but without an understanding of what to do with that power, it can be draining. Child knows because she's a highly skilled, but now retired medium. Oh. Um, she's built an online course to guide others to connect with their intuitive gifts and help them create clear boundaries and navigate their gifts with greater ease. Her new book, Chakras, Food, and You, is about identifying and recognizing your chakra personality type and nourishing your unique energy. I mean, these all sound really good. These are the kinds, other than the bouncing thing, which I physically cannot do. These all sound like the kind of thing I want to do on a group retreat. Like I want to be with my chakras. I want to be like 
can I pop balloons in my mind? Like, can I, like, am I psychic? Like, can I do something? Like, can I do something weird that I never thought I could do before? Like, open me up, ladies, and, like, take me somewhere good. Take me on a trip. Yeah, I don't, I think if I'm on a cruise, I just don't want to do anything. It, well, this seems this like work to me. To, it's not. It's, like, chilling out. I guess. I, I would go for the smoothie. I don't know. No, I would do it. I mean, if I was there, I would do it. It just, I like, it just seems like a really long in goop health session that is surrounded by water. So I, I don't think I'm Here's as excited a tool about that it. she shared. Sit quietly in a comfortable position. Ask your body to be clear, to be a clear channel for you. Scan your body from head to toe and simply take note of what sensations are present. This will help you learn and feel what your natural state of being is in the moment imagine something you love wholeheartedly i can't ring it all because it's too long ask your body to be a clear channel again imagine something that causes tension or pain and then bring that into your mind's eye and then ask your body to be a clear channel again and revisit step four if you're feeling stressed okay okay then there's tina jackson fitness instructor she's going to be doing she's a trailblazer by spirit her movement sessions channel each of the five elements she calls it elemental movement incorporates breath um her workout is great to do at home in a hotel room or on board a celebrity cruise ship she created an on-demand video um there her class is going to be a celebration with a caribbean backdrop (laughs) she's true to her spirit every morning i stay consistent with three to twelve sun salutations and prayer meditation grounds her then there's Drea Wheeler, founder of Bodylicious, another person who brings us a lot of joy. And she's going to be bringing some resistance bands, her dupe glow, and a power supply thing, and some hand sanitizer. <laughs> some I love mega how they're babe. like, anyway. uh, you bring hand sanitizer, you bring foam rollers, you bring dry brushes. And it's then a real team effort save the best for last the piece de resistance the last member of the cruise gang oh. lauren rock <gasps> oh she's the gonna be there she's off the island oh my god she boat. got to leave new zealand good for her she, got to, she left new zealand and you know she's bringing her foam rollers with her wow. so it's gonna be and i sh- i actually do want to meet with her and i would go just for that because i've been doing foam rollers every day actually for the last wow. week. yeah i mean it is crazy how out of all this lineup, Lauren is like the big A-lister. And yeah. yet it does well, make me been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me excited. She, even though I like for years railed against her, now I'm I'm definitely a fan, especially as now as a person of of back pain experience. I understand the um benefits of foam rolling. Oh yeah. The foam roller, it'll get you every time. Everybody, at the end of the day, everybody comes back to the foam roller. So anyway, I'm excited about the cruise. I really want to go on it. But I uh, definitely Yeah, won't. and it's not, it's not like overly expensive for a cruise. It's like pretty reasonable. Not going on it. No, me neither. Um, I would if someone paid to. for me to do it. I would too. I would if someone paid for both of us. I mean, I'm not going to go by myself. No, that would be really depressing to go by yourself. Sure. Anyway. Uh, well, if any of our listeners are going on the cruise... Keep us posted. Let Take us a know. video diary. Do please, a video. Please. Yeah, that would be really good. All right. All right. What's uh, yours? My best is, um, you know, simple, classic. Uh, 
the pantry dive, which I guess is a new, I didn't realize this is like a new recurring segment on Goop where yeah. Goop talks about things in your pantry. And this week, it's all about spices. So the article is called Buying, Storing, and Cooking with Spices. And some of you may know I am a former spice professional. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the most fun job I've ever had in my life is working at a spice store. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, extremely, extremely low pay. So I could not, and the place I went or I worked at went out of business. So there were many reasons why there was a lot going on. There's there's a lot going on there, but, uh, I still love spices. I feel like I know a lot about spices. They're still fun to read about. They're fun to eat. And this was a great little roundup. If you're not so familiar or you're a little intimidated by using spices in the kitchen. Um, they talk about sourcing, they talk about, you know, uh, ground spices versus whole spices. They talk about cooking with spices, sort of the different techniques based on, the part of the world you're from. So like in India, for instance, most spices are toasted in a fat, in like a ghee or an oil. Whereas in Latin America, most spices are toasted dry. And so um, depending on how you do it, you'll get a little bit of a different like taste, which is interesting. And then, um, and then they have links to a few really high quality spice brands that you can buy your spices from online. Um, burlap and barrel, which is really good. I've used them a lot. They have like, um, it's not like a huge selection, but it's, um, they have really good sort of single origin spices and a, f- a few blends. And then there's diaspora, which really, they only sell a few things, but they're, they're very, very high quality. Um, so you can get like, and they, they all sell from, I think it's like all like family companies. It's really, a I guess they the they really make sure that their sourcing is ethical. Uh, and then there's one I've never used before called Spice Walla, which um, looks cool. They have a ton of different blends. And now that the store that I wor- worked at doesn't exist anymore, I I need to f- like find a new place to get my like barbecue rubs and stuff. So this might be a good option. I have a Spice Walla um, blend coming to me in Ooh. my hungry root box. <laughs> Oh, do you know um, what blend it is? Yeah, I can't remember. I just sort of like threw it in my cart. So okay. I'm going to find it right now. It was like not, it was, it looked good. I was like, oh, I'm going to. Yeah. It was just like I had extra, like what it's like their little thing. I can't really explain how it works. Hungry root bucks. <laughs> I had extra hungry root bucks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and assume. I think it might have just been the garlic and herb seasoning. Okay. It's one of their salt-free blends, oh, nice. for sure. If I know Hungry Roots, sure, I sure, think that's probably what they would have had because they don't. I, they only had like one or two on there. All right. Um, another brand that they don't Goop doesn't talk about, but I highly recommend is uh, Oaktown Spice Company out of Oakland. Mm. And they, I mean, they did rip Spice Station off like when they started. Like they copied all of our mm-hmm. blends, uh, but hey, they know how to run a business and Spice Station didn't, so good for them. Good for them. Um, And if you get, I think it's either 50 or $75, it's free shipping. So you can like stock up for the year because spices last forever. So if you you buy, you know, once or twice a year, um, you can get all your spices and not pay shipping. I want the Spice Walla honey and herb rubs. It sounds really good for salmon. Yeah, the spice, all the Spice Walla rubs looked, look really good and interesting, different 
and I do love the packaging. The like brightly colored tins are really pretty. Pretty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, if anyone if anyone in LA is opening up a spice store, I will work for you. Just uh, wow. I like I miss it so much. It was so fun. Yeah. Just like once or twice a week, get out of the house. I feel like you're a tired person. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your worst? My worst was also um, my. I did a lot of um, Instagram stuff this week because I think yeah. I'd already like read the things. So I have like three things on here from their Instagram, but my worst was the just the picture on the six easy ways to optimize your gut health. Hmm. And they posted this fucking yogurt bowl that just like looks like shit it's a giant fucking like slot like someone just like slopped some yogurt on a plate and then next to it is just like a bunch of sliced up bananas a bunch of strawberries blueberries some cut up figs i think these are plums next to the figs and uh then covered in just like an also disgusting looking like dollop of dollop is too nice a word of like looks like crunchy peanut butter or something it literally looks like the most disgusting plate i've ever seen it just looks like a bunch of slop and i like all this like my i all i eat is yogurt and almond butter like that's what i'm made out of yogurt and almond butter that's my favorite food those are my favorite foods with like fruit that's delicious to me i don't know how they possibly managed to make it look so disgusting i think it's because of like this nasty like yellow green looking plums with these like mushy looking bananas it just looks like something that would be so unpleasant to eat there's like nothing crunchy here there's nothing that's like contrasting here it's just like bananas oh it just it looks really disgusting and i don't know how they did it because like i said these are my favorite foods and a yogurt bowl i eat yogurt with granola and fruit pretty much every day of my fucking life. It's my favorite food. I love it. It's my favorite breakfast by a lot. So I, I don't know how they did it. I 100% agree with you. I eat yogurt almost every morning for breakfast, but you need you need a crunch. And like, I really think, sorry, Goop, if you're listening, they need to hire a different food stylist and they need to hire different social media people. Because, I mean, I'll tell you what my worst is in a second, but it's related to this. Uh, my other worst is also from their Instagram. I mean, my crazy, my my status. I, I'll get it to it later. But like, okay. it's just like for also when you click through to the story, there's nothing about the yogurt bowl unless I'm just missing something or maybe I clicked the wrong thing. It's well, it like, says it says Lincoln. Oh, it says Lincoln Bio for six easy ways to optimize your gut health. But yeah, one of those ways is not. I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's a probiotic and the yogurt. Is what yeah. The, their point is but it's just like it doesn't ha- it's just like it doesn't make any sense it's just, it has nothing to do with the story and the the proportions are off like you said like it's just so much fruit going on it's like six who first of all who has like six different types of fruit at their house yeah and like you're not gonna have any like nuts or any like crunchy things in it it's you're just, just like, like a little pumpkin seed something yeah something i mean look if they had just done the same picture just do the yogurt and the figs in a bowl even keep the peanut butter i don't care and then or but i think maybe get lose it and just sprinkle the whole thing with like a seed then you're still you're not even getting into granola territory no one has to panic you know there's no grain there's no threat of grain there's no sort of oh there's no sort of anything just put a little seed on top 
and you have a completely different picture. Ugh. And I don't... Looks, I, I think it's the plums. I think it's, like, all of those fucking plums there. Yeah, the plums are a, a weird color. There's just way too many bananas. It's, like, a whole banana. Yeah. Um, And then the yogurt itself already has fruit in it. So it's, like, it's just so much fruit. It's so much sugar. It seems like... I don't know. It seems like I would have a diabetic episode if I ate this. It just looks fucked up. Uh, yeah, and the lighting is weird. Like, I don't think they used a ring light. I mean, I don't know. It's just like a little amateurish. Not um, a fan. And so, yeah, my worst is just go on their Instagram, scroll down a little, uh, and you'll see the video for them making the um, gluten-free seed bread. Did you see this video on Instagram? I'm watching it right now. It just looks like, first of all, the seed bread itself looks like slop, but then the video is like, uh, it's like some, a farmer putting food for a horse in a trough. Yeah. Well, that's what you're going to feel like. It's (laughs) It's just like one seat after another, the music is stupid. It's like this hotel lobby trip hop. Um, and then, uh, it's like out of focus or there's like something it's like a stain on the lens it just again it's like really it doesn't look pretty and it's this bread looks this is not bread this is like i mean i'm sorry i feel like this is the most like old man thing to say but like literally it does look like bird food i'm just gonna say that oh it 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 is bird it literally is is bird bird food food. (laughs) that is what a bird would eat just why what is going on with the seeds like I don't trust seeds, okay? I'm just going to come out and say it. This is my opinion about seeds. Are you ready, world? I think seeds are empty calories. Mm. I think it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. If you put a bunch of seeds together and cram them into a loaf, you're going to have something that tastes like shit, makes you miserable, and is like 100 calories more per serving than a slice of bread would be. Oh, more. I mean, one little cubic inch of this thing probably has 500 calories in it because there's because let's not forget can i tell you something you know what the number one food source for grizzly bears is pine seeds pine nuts that's what they eat they walk around because the squirrels dig little holes put their little pine nuts in there whatever pine seeds put them in there forget where they are and then bears go around and dig them up and eat them that's all they eat that shit is calorically dense Mm -hmm. okay so just stop it. This thing, it's like chia seeds, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. There's like almond flour. And then the sweetener is, well, they put cinnamon and then it's some gooey, it's not honey. It's like some gooey green syrup and then water. Ugh. I, I thought it was olive oil. I oh, may, oh, you think you're right. It's olive oil. But like, just, okay, here's what I do like. A little bit, a little bit of a pumpkin seed in a yogurt sometimes maybe mixed into a salad that's it oh yeah no i love i love a toasted sunflower seed or toasted pumpkin seed on a salad um but yeah with yogurt i'm going granola or honestly and this might be controversial and i'm gonna get canceled by all the anti-carb people but i like grape nuts in my yogurt that's that's my go-to it's it's your breakfast and it's your day. I love grape nuts so and much. You and you have I, to start your day however you see fit. I refuse to believe that grape nuts are bad for you. They are. They seem good for you. They seem good yeah. for you. Basically like granola. 
I mean, it's what yeah, are they? it's are um, they? it's like wheat and barley. It's like all mm. carbs, basically. I like a little bit of um, simply Elizabeth granola. Oh, is that from your hungry root? Yeah. You're wow. You're really um, stepping it up. These, like, you're eating the cream of the crop now with your hungry root. I'm telling you, it's not that expensive, and they just send it to you, so I don't have to like go like, oh, I have to go get my fucking hungry simply Elizabeth. But you still have it's to go crumb. grocery shopping because they're not giving you like perishables, right? Yes, they are. They give me everything. But they give you like fruit and stuff. Yeah. Vegetables? Well, I do usually buy my own fruit, but they give me like bags of spinach, like bags okay. of shit. Like, they give me that, but then. I do buy my own yogurt because I'm on the vegan plan for them. So, I see. and they don't really have very good, like, they just have, I don't know, just mess around. If you want to use yeah. my code, I'll get 50 bucks. So, oh, I might, uh, I might take you up on that, honestly. All right, I'll send you the invite. Um, but now, now that I'm watching this Instagram video 500 times, even though it still does look disgusting to me, I honestly want to make this bread just to see what it tastes like. I know. I mean, I'm sure it's like kind of good. I mean, but it's, I, they're good. They're like, but they're just, it's not bread. No. And it would cost you $50 to make a loaf of this bread with all the seeds that you need to put in. And it, it would be so depressed. It would be like emotionally devastating to eat this. <laughs> it would really be. I mean, I, w- I would actually, if I could spread a little bit of like New Zealand cultured butter on it, it might be good. I mean, but, butter is just good on like. Yeah, butter's uh, good on anything. Butter whatever okay just guys like have your videos in focus at least come on that's all i ask every 15 year old in the world can make a perfect looking tiktok why can't you Well, don't compare them to the 15 year olds they're so advanced that's true yeah all right what's your craziest or saddest all right also on the instagram and i feel like we're talking about this a lot so i'll just get through it because we're talking about the Instagram quite a bit, but this one is like, this is like my stupidest, (laughs) which is like this hair clip tutorial. This girl putting her hair in a bun and then she uses this like gold thing to like clip it in. Like, I guess they're trying to, their point is like, you should buy this hair clip that they're selling. But I was just like, this does not need to be a tutorial. Like this is, a girl doing a bun and putting a clip in her hair. Like, I was just like, what is this? I was like, are you seriously telling me to do this? And then I saw this gold thing come out and I was like, oh, I guess it's just this thing. But it's like, we don't need this. Yeah, I I think anyone with long hair will already know how to do this. Um, And I like how she's trying to make it like a scenic moment. But I think it's definitely like on the east river and there's just like pigeons yeah there's like pigeons and like garbage like around <laughs> yes. and it's just like they're like let's just go out and i'll just shoot it really quick just show no that's like great content you putting your hair up in a thing yeah. like you see like her sad like mask is on i know turns her head to the yeah side. her mask she's... i mean this just, is like, very thing i was just like why is this on why did i why am i watching this and it's like i was just like this is bad this is not good content i'm sorry i mean and it was like for our best hair secrets and i'm like what is your best hair secret that you put your hair in a bun i don't understand i'm like what is this i guess it's a secret i mean instagram user hey sasha says 
This is so good. I have a few of these and could never figure out how to make them stay. Exclamation point, exclamation point, blah, blah, blah. I mean, so. I guess, I mean, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, Maybe it's- Maybe some uh, people need it. Yeah, their whole, I don't know. Their whole source of social media presence seems just like they're not putting in a lot of effort. No. I mean, and this is coming from us who really- never we're, post I'm, any we're horrible at social media we're literally afraid of it yeah, like yeah. i'm afraid of social media as you should be i think social media is evil i think it's the most evil thing in the world and i think that the only thing that can come out of it is like you lose you just lose <laughs> you lose time you lose respect you lose your dignity oh and that gold thing she put in her hair was 90 dollars. <sighs> perfect i actually do kind of want it it's it is really thing. pretty and it's like it's like sleek. It's like, it's a cool way to put your hair up in a thing like that and still feel like you're like kind of not just looking like a bum because not just like in a scrunchie or bobby pin or something. Yeah. Like yeah, it's not a scrunchie. From CVS. It's not a butterfly clip. Yeah. All right. I think um, it back. It's good. I mean, good yeah. product, bad video. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I mean, okay. Sorry. I'm just going to say something really quickly about it. I guess that they were trying to highlight the product. It really looked like a tutorial on how to put your hair in a bun. So I feel like they needed to make a bigger deal about the product. Like show the product before you show yourself using it for something like that. To make just so that I know that the focus is the product. Is, like yeah. the protagonist is the product, not the girl putting her hair up. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. Not always, but. I think in this instance, that's what I would have changed about the video. You should work for Goop as a social media <laughs> director and you'll get I mean, paid. Somebody's going to have to do it. <laughs> uh, but they need, they need to, I mean, I think they just need to change the child labor laws and hire 15 year olds to do it. Cause they'll know how they to do it. They absolutely do. Those are the only people who can do it. All right. I have a saddest, um, this right. actually did make me a little sad. Uh, because, well, this is, okay, it's called 13 Hours with Creative Director and New Mom, Pia Baroncini. Okay. And this woman is so gorgeous. She's like dark hair, voluptuous. She just had a baby. Um, and it starts off, she says, my worst fear is having people look at my photos on Instagram and think, oh, Pia really let herself go. Good. And like, this is why social media is shitty. One of the reasons why social media is shitty. And it's like, this is, you're truly like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I realize everyone has insecurities, but I'm like, oh God, why are you on Instagram then if you hate it so much? And then it's like, oh, this is her whole career is like being, it's like, it's just a vicious cycle. So I just like felt bad for her then. Yeah. And then she has these, you know, pretty pictures with her baby. Um, and then she starts talking about her husband and I got, I'm like a little, I don't know, my feelers go up. Mm -hmm. So she's talking about her wardrobe because it's like, it's one of these morning routines thing, morning routine things. So it's like, what do I, mm -hmm. you know, how do I dress? And she says 8 a.m. She gets dressed. Um, she's been leaning on a lot of dresses and comfortable pieces that make me feel good. And then she says, my husband taught me to have a nice, tightly edited wardrobe and to invest in the kind of things you'll have forever. So I try to be cognizant of that. I'm shaking. That's like, so you're, you're, first of all, what husband like even 
mentions what their wife wears or like talks about it at all. Kanye West? Yeah. And then it's like, he taught you? Like what, what was that conversation like? Like that, it just seems really creepy to me. Like no man should ever tell a woman anything about what she's wearing unless like he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just don't want to hear it. Even if they're right, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, was she... I could just imagine, like, she was probably buying, you know, stuff at whatever, Zara or, like, H&M. And the husband was like, no, 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 honey. Like, you need to buy. Invest in these pieces. Invest in these clothes. And I'm like, what? Fuck you. And then she's like, I try to be cognizant of that. Like, you're afraid of him. I don't know. It's gross. It's just a weird thing to be like, I have to be more cognizant of, like, the shit that I'm buying. Because I, I have, I don't buy things that are, like good for the environment or like I don't buy things that last like I have to be that's like anyone who's in a relationship and is like I learned that this is a way an area that I need to improve myself is like in a cult and like being abused I think yeah yeah because it's like you know you do everybody has room for self-improvement and stuff like that but like I think for the most part whether you're in a relationship or not you should walk around feeling more or less okay with yourself like there's only so much you can do and like, you're fucking fine. So like, don't worry about it. And like, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be like a superhuman. Like, are you hurting other people? Are you, are you, are you making yourself happy? Are you doing things that are fulfilling your desires without stepping on anyone else's? If the answer is yes, then you're doing enough. And like these relationships where like the men are like, Oh, like, are like nitpicking at like what the woman like wears and eats and all this shit under the guise of like self-improvement. It's just manipulation and abuse. That's all it exactly. is. Exactly. And I, I just fear that, I mean, I don't know that she seems to be very insecure about her body, which is just, I mean, everyone isn't, or a lot of people are insecure about their body, but it just sort of mm-hmm. sucks. Um, and then she, was, she like has a little baby. Like she just had a kid. Yeah. She just had a baby. And she's, and then she talks about how, she said throughout her pregnancy, she was super diligent about working out and eating healthy because um, she says the whole let yourself go, eat whatever you want, your pregnant narrative bothered me yeah. um, because then societally you're expected to be back in shape right after you give birth. So it just like was making her crazy. Yeah, but it's like, because then it's as if you're, it's like you're expected by, like who's expecting you to get back in shape right after you give birth? Like who? Yeah, your I don't husband, know. I mean, right? is it? it's your, your husband is it the the public i i really i mean i guess people are nasty on social media but i really think most people would be compassionate and like i don't know especially like the type of followers that i assume that she has like look i'm sure there's always like if you see like a woman who like dresses like this and like looks like this there's always going to be some man who's like trying to like tear her down and like probably some like catty woman too but like probably most people would be like you know like yes queen like show your post-pregnancy body like we love you like i'm sure that would be like the majority of the fucking response that someone like this is gonna get like you know whatever and and who gives and it's like you know what if you gained weight when you were pregnant and you don't like how your body looks don't take a picture of yourself and put it on the internet like could you fucking do that for six months i don't know it's it's so fucking hard i know i know i i I mean she her job like, why she, does everyone needs to be instagram ready every fucking day you just I, I had a know. fucking baby what the fuck is going on i don't really i i really am at the point where i don't understand any purpose of instagram and like the whole thing except or any of it any, any, of it. Of it. any of it then so we scroll down even more and then we finally get to meet the husband 
and he looks exactly what you would expect him to look. He's Italian. He has a bunch of buttons unbuttoned on his linen shirt. He's wearing loafers without socks. He's scruffy. And I can just tell he's not good news. Yeah. I'm scared of him. And then the very last thing, so they go to bed at 8 p.m., which is like, ugh. And then she says, sometimes we'll all take a bath together, meaning fucked up. husband, wife, and baby, and then just nope. get into bed. And, and hang out. And hang out. I, I keep all know. my beauty products next to the bed, and I placed, she's, so she's putting her beauty products on in bed with her husband and her baby there. Like, that's fucked up, because it's like, what, I think that putting on your, like, products or whatever is, like, that's like famously like a moment of peace in a woman's life or mm-hmm. a man, whoever, like that's just a time for you. Like you do what you want. And if you want to skip something, you can skip it. If you want to do a little extra, do a little extra. Like this is your time to take care of yourself. It's not a time to be like in bed, not in front of a mirror. Like who I'm one of those people. Like who the fuck is putting on like serums and shit in bed? I don't know. I mean, I, I think, think yeah, nighttime, routine. nighttime routines, you need to have a little solo time. Like a if little you're, I don't want to be taking a bath with everyone that I live with and getting in bed with everyone I live with and doing my like skincare routine with them. I want to be alone. A married couple, they need to stagger their nighttime routine. I think. I think and just do. like, I don't even think you should really like go to bed at the same time. I never have. And I never will. No, It's like weird when you go to bed at the same time as your spouse, you're like, okay, yeah. I guess we're just going to sleep. Like, let's go to bed now. Um, like, stagger it a little bit guys come on everybody have their own little yeah you need some me time everyone and, needs some me time and i lo- i mean i agree with her i love my. i mean i have my nighttime routine too i you know brush my teeth wash my face then i go in and grab my five drops of vintner's daughter i uh you know i jewel a little bit out the window <laughs> listen to a dirty podcast and then that's my nighttime routine yeah i like to um my nighttime routine is really fucked up. I like to like get in bed, scroll the internet, maybe listen to a dirty podcast and then just be like, I can't possibly do it tonight. I can't get out of this bed and do my shit. I'm just going to go to sleep just like this. <laughs> and then I say, do it. You, all you have to do is brush your teeth and wash your face and put on moisturizer. Just do those three things and you'll be done. And then I get up and I get in there and I'm like, okay and then I like brush my teeth and then I wash my face and then I'll be like well while I'm here I might as well do like some hyaluronic acid I might as well do the whole thing I might as well do the retinol I might as well do the whatever and then then I do my whole routine and then I'm like I did it all so proud of myself and then I get back in bed and then I like scroll the internet until I pass out (laughs) god uh yeah you need to do some sort of intervention for yourself about your phone. I think I'm really fucked up with the phone, but I do like my nighttime routine is so it's the same every single night where I think like, I can't do it. And then I do it because I get, <laughs> I, cause I'm old. I don't know why, like, or either that, or I do the whole thing right after dinner. Oh, because it's just like, it's just like a whole ordeal, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I usually will, I'll take like a walk at night and then I'll get if now in the summer, because it's hot at night, I'll take a shower at night too. But if I, I don't know, I, I guess I look forward to it. So I don't really have a issue with doing my nighttime routine. 
I but I understand. I enjoy it, but it's like I'm always so tired. I'm like, I don't feel like it. So I either do it before I get really tired as like a signal to my brain, like it's it's wind down time, or I do it like I pull myself out of bed and sure. do it again. Because like I'll usually just be like hanging out in the living room, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, I have to go to sleep right now. I'm t- exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I just like run into bed, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh fuck, I have to do this stuff. That's really funny. I know. It's so weird. Uh, All right. What would you try? Okay. Um, Oh, so I noticed there was like some, a bunch of super goop. There were a bunch of super goop products on here. I think I talked about it on here before, but I've been using this fucking super goop, um, like illuminating primer and sunscreen that is, amazing it's Mm. my favorite sunscreen i've ever used it's like i because i used to be a big in high school my favorite beauty product was garnier bb cream and i've kind of been searching for something that was like a little bit more sophisticated than that but like kind of did the same thing and i've never really found it i also think maybe they like changed the formula at some point they may not even make it anymore i don't know this is like a long time ago but like it's not a tinted moisturizer. It's not, it's just like this perfect, like light coverage that's moisturizing and provides a little bit of skin protection from the sun. And like, that's what I want. I don't want a whole fucking ordeal. I don't want full coverage. I don't want something chalky. I don't want something that's, I don't want a mineral sunscreen. This is like the perfect sun. Super goop is the best sunscreen that they make in the world in my opinion and it's it's not mineral it's chemical i don't think so if it's mineral then they are then they fucking did something because it is like it's really like liquidy it blends in really well like it's just it's got everything that you could possibly want from a sunscreen like i hate mineral sunscreen oh i'll check it out because i i mean i think sunscreens are getting better and better honestly like even the like big brands now are taking out the, the garbage, even if it's still chemical. Um, like I just bought Hawaiian Tropic and it says it's reef I love, safe. I love Hawaiian Tropic. I do too. I think I like the smell of Hawaiian Tropic better than even Coppertone. It smells so good. Um, it was such a treat to buy some at CVS the other day. So yeah, these have like a really high SPF, but they also have like a little bit of makeup. So the okay. one that I have is Super Goop Glow Screen. It's mm. SPF 40. That's good. And then they also make one called Unseen Sunscreen that's just like absolutely invisible. They have one called Matte Screen that I guess does something. Sheer Screen, Unseen Sun. I mean, they have so much. And then they make something called a Glow Oil, a body sunscreen with SPF 50. I'm going to get that for sure. This I'm like getting obsessed with this brand. Oh my God, they have CC Screen, which is a CC cream. I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I'd used their sunscreen before, but like, I guess I'd never really done a deep dive into their all their products. And I'm saying I love it. Are these, can you get the, at the, drugstore or do you have to go to like sephora where are we doing this uh well you can get it on goop and you can get it on sephora and you can get it on amazon um i don't know if you can get it at like cvs probably but 
You can definitely order it. You can I think, I, I think I've seen a couple of super goop stuff at CBS, but not, I'm sure so. not the whole line. I don't think all of this stuff, like, I don't think I knew about like the glow oil or the CC cream or the, like any of that shit. Yeah. I mean, they have eyeshadow that's SPF 30. I mean, like, this is cool. It's crazy. There's a setting powder that's SPF 35. I'm just like, I'm like really into this. <laughs> anyway. I'll have so to I check it out like, next. Yeah, more super goop. And now, I mean, it is a, sort. It seems like a little bit of a conflict of interest, just name wise. But I guess it does. I mean, Super Goop. I think did it start before Goop, or did Goop start? I'm sure it started after Goop. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. I would try. Well, I. I these. Uh. Some of these spice walla blends. Um. I've been cooking just more fish than usual. Like I got these. Uh mahi mahi frozen steaks from costco like a big pack of them and there's now that like going to hawaii is canceled um i just i'm liking to eat mahi mahi so they have like a blackening spice blend and a cajun spice blend Mm. um they have an al pastor spice blend which sounds good there's just like some interesting ones that are a little different yeah, these uh, sound good. Yeah. So I might I might see what the uh, shipping minimum is on these guys. Or do yeah. a Hungry Root. You should do a Hungry Root. Although Hungry Root, I think, only has like one or two of the Spice Wallow blends. Yeah. Maybe only one. Probably like the Golden Milk one. No, it's the Urban one. It's the Herb one. Oh, okay. Um, that's the one I'm getting. I'll, tell, I'll report back on it nice. when it comes. In like a week. All right. What would you buy? I mean, I don't know why I selected this. I wouldn't really buy it, but there's like a thousand dollar cardigan that I was like, that's actually. I mean, I'm not gonna obviously buy a thousand dollar cardigan right now, but maybe I maybe one day I will. But I, I doubt mean, it because I've been saying that for fucking years and it hasn't happened yet. With afterpay, anything is possible. Even with afterpay, that would be like a pretty big payment every two weeks. Kind of a lot. I mean, afterpay is a little bit annoying, I think. Because it's like, I'm always like, wait, why am I getting charged $50? I'm like, oh, right. I did that. Instead of, why didn't I just pay for it? I don't know. But it does make all things possible. Yeah. It's it's called the Scarlet Cardigan. It's actually $1,500. Oh, my God. But is it a G know, label or what is it? Kite. Okay. Kite. Fifteen hundred. What's it made out of? I would hope. Parsons wool. School of Design graduate Catherine Holston founded K H A I T E. How do you say that? K H height. I don't know. Probably. K H A I T E. Oh, Katie? K- K-I-T-E. I think, I it's, think it's Kite. It's either Kite or Kate. Whatever. In 2015, following a major endorsement from legendary Barney's New York buyer, Julie Gilhart, who picked up her junior thesis collection. She later went on to design, direct, and consult for big name brands like Myatt, Vera Wang, and Gap. Kite. I'm going to just call it kite. Oh, it's cashmere. It's a, it's a cute cardigan, but I don't, I mean, I'm sure it's 
really soft and luscious, but $1,500 sounds insane. Yeah. And like also cashmere is like itchy. <laughs> it is it's like hard to clean it's I feel hard like, to clean it's kind of a pain in the ass yeah. it's always itchy but it's really nice I do really like it and like there's so few times in LA that I ever even wear a sweater it's like a few times a year maybe I don't know I mean I feel like I wear sweaters a lot I think I am just unnaturally hot and like I never get cold and so I just yeah. even on the coldest days here I don't need a sweater well anyway so this is my thing I would buy, but would I really buy it? Uh, no. That's, I mean, that's like everything on this stupid website. Most of the things, yeah. Um, and mine is actually completely similar in the fact that I will never buy it. And yet it's only $500. So I could. Okay. It's the um, the infrared blankets on a blanket version three. Oh, and okay. Now, again, as a person with a back injury or had a back injury i understand the temptation of like a you know a warm a warm thing on your back it softened you yeah and like back this injury. this just looks really again i don't know why i would do it because i'm hot all the time anyway but like it looks really tempting to just cozy up and get in that thing and just like sweat it out for a little bit well, it's not so much about being warm. It's about like, it's like a hot water bottle for your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's like, it, uh, it's the same as probably like taking a bath. It just like loosens everything up. Loosens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this thing has, I mean, internal layers of tourmaline, amethyst and charcoal. Wow. Which <laughs> I definitely want to be surrounded by hot amethyst. I feel yeah. like I would really be charged up after that. <laughs> And it's so hot, you have to like wear a full out. Like you have to wear like long sleeve shirt, long sleeve pants, oh and God. like sweat in them because I guess it'll like burn you if you don't. I have no idea. Wow. Um, but then you just, I guess you sweat into the clothes, so you can just like take your clothes off, throw them in the laundry, and then oh. your infrared blanket is not super sweaty. I see. And five hundred dollars again. It's, I mean, it's, it's expensive, but like it's not that much if you're going to use it a lot. I mean, for like a fucking thing you get your whole body into every day to yeah. sweat i mean it's no that's not bad and like so that's like 133 a month no yeah 125 a month on after but it, after pay isn't a month it's every two weeks oh, i thought it was a month i thought it was once a month for four months i always end up paying every two weeks i think you have two after pay things going no. Oh. Well, I don't have any now. Oh. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to. Oh, I'm not really, but I, I'm <laughs> tempted for, I want you to do it. And if someone had one and was like, do you want to try it? I would. Ew, except I don't want someone else's infrared blanket. It's like so sweaty. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like a, Never mind. Like a pocket pussy. <laughs> it's, it's What's like that thing called? That guy's a flashlight. A flashlight. It's usually it's like using someone else's yeah. flashlight, but for your whole body. But for your body. So why did I say that? Because I thought it. Yeah. Hey. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure they could make a ton of money if they shaped these things like a giant pussy, and then you have like fetish oh fetish guys wanting to climb into it. 
yeah, like some woman's like mouth or like it was like between some giant woman's toes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a bunch of guys would buy that shit. And they're leaving uh, money on the table. I know. Come on, guys. Come on, infrared. They probably have like another line that they sell where they like don't tell you there's amethyst in it. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, they have uh, infrared for, for women has like precious gems and then infrared yeah. for men is just shaped like a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> that you crawl inside it's just like made out of plastic toxic plastic yeah exactly god all right guys well on that note my laptop is at 13 percent. so all right yeah we must stop we can't talk about this anymore um okay thank you for listening um i'm sorry i had to take it to the you know go blue aggie you love to go blue but uh, uh Let's see. Oh, we got it. We have a new um, Patreon episode up. If you guys are interested, we're talking about the Morgellons disease documentary on Amazon, which was really crazy. So if I can tempt anyone to like, you know, shell out a few bucks, you can even cancel. You can pay for one month and then get all of our bonus content and then cancel if you, if you need to. So do whatever you want. What a pitch. I know. What a pitch. I mean, no, I just like, know I've done that before of like paying for someone's Patreon and then immediately cancel. Well, you could do that if you wanted. But listen, Morgellons is weird. And we watched this documentary about it and talked about it. And it really bumps up against uh, goop stuff, I would yeah. say. It's, it's like goop, goop plus. It's like goop, but even crazier. Yeah. And like, why hasn't it been covered in goop? We don't know. But maybe one day it will be. And if Maybe. it is, you'll have a leg up because you'll have already listened to our podcast and you'll know all about it. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right, guys. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.